0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is BELIEVE.
1: Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's sein Rhythmus, als gäb's ein Lied. Hello and welcome to Gig Pressing, the Bundesliga podcast. I'm Manu Feet, He's Stefan Bienkowski. I'm back in Canada. Stefan is still in Scotland. Stefan, how is it going?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm good. The only thing I really got to complain about today is uh, I got a kind of cold sweat going down my back when I re- when I realized just how soon the new season is uh, a pawn is which it obviously usually comes with great delight and joy for normal football fans but for sports journalists you let you're left thinking shit i've got so much stuff left to do <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's, yeah it's... yeah i'm good i'm good but i i, I fear uh <laughs> i fear you probably had a
1: busier uh start to the week than me oh yeah it's been insane um i feel like this last week was an entire month um can't believe I was only gone for seven days and I can't believe the the rest of the Dortmund journalists actually have to still pack on Chicago where Dortmund went to next um I have a few personal things to take care of this week um so I wasn't able to join join Dortmund and for the Chicago part um and you know obviously uh the plan is also to go to Germany for the Super Cup next week so it was just a little bit tight step on but as last week felt uh, like an eternity um, and I'm still working my way through all the, the content um, look out this week I'm doing another piece on Dortmund obviously with everything that I've got um, my my focus this time around is on Sebastian Haller and what I think he can offer now that he's fully fit um, spoke to us uh, during the training camp and I think it was quite interesting what he said but Anyways, that's for later this week. Uh, today is the transfer show, Stefan. And um, let's start with the other big German team who's currently also on the road. Um, they're on the road in Asia um, by Munich. They're playing a bunch of friendlies there. And, you know, the entire focus seems to be still on Harry Kane uh, and what's going on with that transfer. Um, you know, we're keeping this brief, I think the two clubs are very, you know, perceived very close. I think 20 million euros apart. Um, and it that seems like something that can be bridged. Um, everyone seems to be really optimistic that the deal can be done for the Super Cup, which would be, of course, very exciting for us, right? Um, so that is the latest in Hurricane. I don't want to dwell too much on it because I think when it does happen, you're probably getting wall-to-wall coverage from us as it is. Um, so let's just stick to, stick to what we just said. Um, but I think what we do want to discuss in more in depth today is Sadio Mane um, who is now officially gone he's moved to Al Nasser in Saudi Arabia Bayern Munich received 30 million euros um, so essentially pretty much what they paid to Liverpool on top of that they actually saved on all the bonus payments that they had to make to Liverpool should should have should they have worked out so that's that's some nice savings the eye watering sheet that What really struck me was that money is going to make forty million euros a season there, um, which is almost twice of what he made at Bayern. Stefan, it's an incredible amount of money. Um, But I think we also have to ask ourselves, why did it ultimately not work out for money at Bayern? And I think you had some thoughts on this.
0: Yeah, some thoughts and some articles and some posts and some other videos. Actually, I was on the Robona TV uh, with a good friend of yours last week. Actually. on this fight. Absolutely, yeah. So you can go check out his channel uh, if you're watching this on YouTube or listening on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I've got kind of Sadio Manny's career etched in the back walls of my brain at this moment in time. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've, I have felt compelled to kind of write a few pieces about Mane's time at Bayern over the last couple of weeks just because we all knew he was moving on and we all knew that, you know, the history books would probably be quite harsh on his year at Bayern. Um, and I did kind of feel compelled to kind of point out that it wasn't all his fault um, you know if you look at his numbers in terms of his goals to assist per 90 uh, in the Bundesliga they're considerably better what he did the Premier League last season and the year before that um, in fact they're better than just about all his seat, last five or six seasons aside from the 1920 season um, and you know I kind of came to the conclusion that he was kind of a victim of circumstance to a large extent at Bayern when he was on the pitch um, and he was playing the position he wanted to play um, I think he did exactly what he thought he was being signed to do and I think what any kind of reasonable person would expect Sario Mane to do, he's not a number 9 he's not a number 10 uh, he's, he's an inside forward who can use his pace and his abilities on the ball to create chances and score goals he's not as clinical as a number 9 uh, he's perhaps not the, a playmaker like a winger or a central midfielder, but you know, he's just one of those very moderate inside forwards. And I think when he was played in that position, he was perfectly good for Bayern, which his numbers do point to, you know. Uh, I think he can probably step away from his type at Bayern and look on paper and say, I did what I was asked to do. I think the only issue comes from the fact that um, I still kind of maintain that I don't think Bayern really knew what they were signing or perhaps more accurately didn't care what they were signing. Uh, you know, Sadio Mane was a statement signing... Uh, He was a player that they could sign to kind of obviously compensate for the departure of Lewandowski, which we have to remember not only was you know also a very physical thing in the sense that they were losing a striker and they had to replace him, but it was also a kind of psychological thing for Bayern where they were losing a world star and they had to very quickly make it clear that they were still a destination for world stars and that's what Sadio Mane was billed as. So, you know, we all kind of got Caught up in the in the buzz when he joined the club, and of course, Manny joined, but having still been at the peak of his powers at Liverpool, so there was every intention that he would help them win the Champions League. But as the season kind of rumbled on, um, you know, Nagelsman kind of shifted his tactics a lot, and then of course, Manny picked up a big injury, and in, uh, I think it was in December, maybe the end of um, November, which ran all the way through to January, and by that point, um. You know, as we documented quite well in this podcast, um, from week to week, uh, Bayern, or pers- most specifically Nagelsmann, was under a huge amount of pressure to kind of reintroduce a number nine into that formation, and Chupa Moting was slotted in. He did a great job, and I guess that was kind of all she wrote for Sadio Mane. And Bayern wasn't a once by the time he got back from his injury, uh, there just wasn't a spot for him in that team.